Oh, good, thank you. Uh, okay, so uh, we're back in session. We're back in a regular schedule. Just so you know, we will have youth throughout the summer. We'll take off for a couple times, like apparently Father's Day, uh, which is a holiday all of a sudden, and then Fourth of July, things like that. <laughs> things like that. Uh, but other than that, we will have it each week, and we'll have a live stream each week for the time being. Um, we're starting a new series tonight as we're going into summertime. Uh, and, and that series is summertime, but it's about wisdom. It's about gaining wisdom. It's about the fact that as soon as the school bell ends, or as soon as the work bell ends, or as soon as you go on vacation, we kind of start to devolve in terms of how we think. Like, we're like, okay, I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to work anymore. I don't have to do this anymore. And we kind of sometimes let our wisdom slip. But this is about gaining, and it's about continuing to grow in wisdom, continuing to grow in knowledge, but to grow in how we use that. Because wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. Uh, you can be incredibly, incredibly smart, like a, a genius-level smart, and not have very much common sense or not be very wise. If you've ever watched The Big Bang Theory, like Sheldon's a good example of that. Like he's incredibly smart, but has no idea how to deal with people and has no idea how to deal with certain situations. And it's very comical because of the script, but still, it's very something that, that we deal with sometimes. Uh, and, and so it's important to have knowledge that's good, stay in school, keep learning, all of that. But more important, and this is the thing that I care about among the most, I care about your, your spirituality, about your lives, about uh, how you are loved and about how you love and all of these things, but I want you guys and everyone to be able to think for yourselves, to be able to have the information at hand so that you can make your own decisions, that you can think, you can figure out what the right thing is to do. Um, because even though a lot of people will be available to give you advice, sometimes those people, especially as you get older and get away from home, uh, have their own ulterior motives. They, they want to put you in their position. They want to use you to do whatever. And so if you have the wisdom to make your own decisions, if you, to make your own decisions, if you have the wisdom to cast the vote that you have thought through, if you have the wisdom to uh, handle different situations, to handle different people, then that's, that's good. That's what, what God wants. That's what we're called to have. Uh, there is, there are people who are leaders, who want to lead, who have it uh, there's the saying, obviously, where some people are born to lead, some people have it thrust upon them, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and that's true. But you don't have to be a, an official leader to lead by example. And all of us have that ability to lead by example, to do the right thing, to learn the right thing. And so I want to read from Proverbs. And before I read this, this is from the, book of, from the words of Solomon, who was David's son, King David. Uh, Solomon was thought of as the wisest man who ever lived. And this is why it's so important to wise up, to get wisdom, to continually get wisdom, to continually try to think. Because Solomon uh, was so wise that when God said, hey, you can have literally anything in the world, he didn't say, well, I'd like a million dollars, or I'd like an NBA championship, or I'd like a new car, or I'd like a candy bar. He's like, I'd like wisdom. I would like the ability to lead people, the ability to tell people how to do better, the ability to help people. And God's like, dude, that's awesome. That's exactly what you should say. And so he gave it to them, gave it to him, and he helped him gain it. And then through time, you've probably heard some of the different stories. Uh, two women came, and uh, they were fighting over a baby, and there's a lot of backstory there, but they were fighting over a baby, whose is whose. And, and Solomon's like, hey, I'll cut it in half. And he wasn't being creepy or crazy. Uh, he's saying that because he knows the real mother, the person who actually cares, will like immediately stop it and give the baby up. And so that gave him the answer. And that shows wisdom. Uh, a lot of people would have went a different way with that. They would have tried to uh, ask questions. They would have tried to do all these things. But he went to the heart of the issue because he could see how that went. And I'm saying all of this about Solomon. And we're going to read the words of Solomon. But I say all that to tell you 
that he is also an example of why it's important to not get so uh, caught up in your own hype. Not to think, well, I've arrived. I know everything I need to know. Not to think, well, you know what? I'm graduating high school, so I'm good. Like, I, I know absolutely everything. My life is as perfect as it could ever be. Or, or not to think... Not to think, well, you know what? I've got the position I want. I've got the, the person I want. I've got the life that I want. So I'm good. I don't have to worry anymore. I've got everything. Because Solomon ended his life against God. He ended his life. God said, hey, you know, this is the wrong thing to do. And Solomon's like, I do what I want. YOLO. I can live and do whatever I want. I, I, I can say whatever I want. I can have all of these women. I don't have to pay attention to you anymore. I have all the wisdom. Remember? And he stopped using the wisdom. Because as soon as you think you have all of the answers, as soon as you think you have everything figured out, you're going to realize very quickly that you don't. There's a saying, pride goeth before the fall. And I'm apparently going to say a few sayings throughout this. Pride goeth before the fall, which means as soon as you give in to that pride, as soon as you're like, I've got this, I know everything, I don't need help, I don't need anyone, I don't even need God, that pride leads to a fall. And with Solomon, it was a horrible, horrible fall. And, you know, we don't know how his story ends like hopefully there was a deathbed conversion hopefully he had the chance to apologize but according to just the scripture he died saying no to God he died turning away he died worshiping other gods he died in a different religion and this is someone who had more wisdom than anyone else and that tells us that anybody can do this so it's so important to just keep growing in that keep learning keep understanding keep listening to the advice of others you don't have to take everybody's advice but listening and paying attention to how they live, paying attention to what they do in life, paying attention to their situations. So we're going with Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. So a few things. First, when it says give insight to the simple, it sounds like an insult. Uh, simple in this context, and this word means naive. And so naive means that you kind of accept whatever you see. Uh, you believe everything that's posted on Facebook, or you believe everything that anybody tweets, and you believe everything that everybody tells you. And so you're like, hey, you know what? I don't have to look into this. Um, we've seen over the last several years like an increase in this from a lot of people, a lot of smart people who are like, hey, I don't have to look into this. This is from somebody that I know that, that they, they actually work at McDonald's. They have to know everything about the world or something like that. Not to slam McDonald's workers. They're cool. But uh, so the point is there's an increase because we live in the age of information. The age of information means that we have access to all of the information in the entire world. Like, you can get on the internet and find literally anything. You can search in anything, although be careful because you might be on a list if you're not careful with that. But you can search for literally anything. You can find all of the information. You can access libraries. You can access the past. You can access uh, commentaries. You can access other people. You can get on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or uh, TikTok or something, and you can just learn how other people are doing. You can talk to other people. You can meet other people. You can know other people. You can find all the secrets to winning at Fortnite. You can find all of the important information of the world. Uh, you can find anything at any point. I remember I, I was just thinking about basketball because playoffs are going on right now. And when I was a kid, uh, fantasy, we didn't have the internet because I'm old. But, well, not really the internet. And so fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, they're things I care about and that I do, and it's very easy now because you just get in a league on Yahoo or ESPN or something, and 
you do a draft and it takes care of the stats for you. Well, I used to have like the book and I would get the newspaper every single day and keep track of the box scores because I was a little nerdy kid. And so I'd like do all the stats and it was just fun to do that math and I'm making myself sound worse, but that's okay. And just to keep track of that and figure out who it was. And you're asking, well, who was in your league? Well, it was just me. It was just me doing it for multiple teams because again, not many friends. And, and so... Uh, but it's something that I had to do. Like, I had to go looking for that. I had to get the newspaper for it. Now, you can literally do with the, the stroke of a key. I remember when I first started working with the internet and first had my first computer at home, my great-grandpa came in and I was showing him all this stuff because it's exciting to me. And he's like in his 80s at the time or set late 70s at the time. And I'm like, look, I can see the red score right now. And they were losing because that's what they do. And it's like, I can see the red score right now and all these baseball scores. And he was so excited. He's like, wow, since he took that computer class, he can do a lot of stuff with that computer. He didn't understand the internet. But the point is, we're in this age where you can find anything. You have access to all of this information, but you don't have access to how to use it. One of the things that you see a lot of people say, usually it's older people, sometimes it's people your age. It's like, yeah, they, they should have taught me how to pay taxes in school uh, instead of math. Because obviously, since you pay attention to all of your classes in school, you absolutely would have paid attention to a class that taught you how to do taxes, right? And so, yeah, and so it's like, I don't know how to use this. I don't know how to do this. And, and that's true. Like, it's better to have an application knowledge. But just having information does not mean that you have wisdom. And that's something that we're losing because the easier it is to find information, the easier it is to Google something, the easy, easier it is to say, hey, Alexa, and anybody watching live online, hopefully I just turned your Alexa on. But uh, it's, the easier it is to find something like that, the less you actually work to think about it. It's like, oh, well, accept this. And so when it says to give insight to the naive, it's not an insult. It's saying, hey, don't just accept the knowledge that you're getting, getting, look into it. Like, get it, find it, that's awesome. But then figure out what you think about it. Look at different sources, uh, see what it means, see how it works. Knowledge and discernment. Discernment is taking that knowledge and being like, okay, why is this true? Why does this statistic work? What does this mean? Because you can make statistics say anything. You can say that somebody has averaged this number of points in 10 minutes, uh, but then it's like, well, what does that matter? How often they only play 10 minutes a game? That does nothing or something like that. But you take the stats and you're like, well, what does this mean? How does this apply? How can I work with this? That's what wisdom is. It's the same with anything else. If I say love God, love others, and you're like, well, that's true. I need to do that. Oh, well, I know it. You have to actually do it. You have to look into what that means, to what it means to love God, to what it means to love others, to what it means to live like Jesus, to what it means to do this, to find your purpose. And that's what this section is saying. It's like the purpose of this scripture, the purpose of wisdom is to teach people how to use that, teach people discipline, teach people to understand insight, teach people to live successful lives, teach them what is right, what is just. Those are so important words. It's not about what we want right now. It's not about what we think is right. It's about what is right. It's about being good to people. It's about treating people with respect. And wisdom helps you with all of that. Uh, some of you are going to go to college. Some of you are going to go to high school again next year. And some of you are going to go to middle school, whatever grade you're in. There's a difference, like I said, between wisdom and knowledge. And so all the wisdom in the world won't necessarily help you on a test. But it will help you figure out how to study. 
You're like, okay, well, I, I know that I need to know this. I don't know how to know that. And you'll ask the right questions. You'll look for the right people. You'll, you'll record the right notes, whatever it is. And so you keep going forward in that way. You keep gaining knowledge. You keep gaining wisdom. You keep gaining insight. Next part of the scripture. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. So I love proverbs because it's so easy to read, because it's basically a bunch of fortune cookies. Like it's a bunch of two-line things saying, hey, do this, don't do this. But it's written in a way where it's not like, hey, this is you know, what it means to be a Christian, this is what it means to not be a Christian. It's like, hey, this is how to be wise. This is how to learn. This is how to discern. This is how to grow. This is how to know more. This is how to live better. And it also says, like I said earlier, you're never going to reach a point where you have enough wisdom. Like you're always going to be able to understand people better. Um, I've said this a few times. The last series we talked about starting a new world, about coming out of this with just a different way to look at people, a different way to treat people, a different way to understand people, a different way to be around people. A different understanding of, of mental health, a different understanding of physical health, a different understanding of how to do your job or whatever it is. And so we keep growing in that way. We keep gaining interest. Just because something's always been done a certain way doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. It also doesn't mean it was the wrong way to do it. But there can always be something better. At one point back in the day, I remember Rob and I were in, in uh, high school together with the guy that invented the wheel. And so like Rob and I, we had this car, we were trying to make a car, and it had square stones on the side. We were like, this is good, this is way better than just pulling it without anything there. And so we're like thumping and thumping and thumping. And Rob ran over his foot and it hurt a lot and it was awful, but it happens. And then this guy came along and he's like, hey, you know what, if you get rid of those edges, it's round. We're like, what's round mean? Well, you know, round, oh, okay. And so it rolled easier. And then over time, somebody was like, hey, you know what? Probably Henry Ford, but I don't know my car history because I don't care. But uh, so at some point, Henry Ford or somebody was like, hey, if we motorize this, like these wheels, these round wheels that you pull or that horses pull, they'll go on their own. And then somebody else is like, you know what? We don't need these wheels at all. You can just fly. Obviously, wheels are involved in that at the beginning, but ignore that. But the point is, Nobody stopped and said, you know what, these horse and carriages, they work. And they do. They're still a prom thing or a wedding thing, but still, you know, they're okay. It made the streets smell really bad, but they worked. People were like, hey, this is the way we've always done it. But somebody was like, this can be better. Not that old way sucks, not you suck for thinking that, not you suck for doing that, but this can be better because they kept thinking, they kept looking into the problem. That's what we can do. And not just stuff like that, but with Christianity. Not changing the Bible, but changing how we treat people. How we don't judge people. How we help people. How we love people regardless of their faith, regardless of their belief, regardless of who they are, regardless of where they are, regardless of what they look like. We love them and we help them and we show them because we gain wisdom and insight and we gain knowledge. And that's what this is saying. Never stop. Never stopping. Never stop trying. Never stop growing in that. Next part, fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So fear of the Lord is a, one of those phrases that we say a lot in church and we kind of just assume people understand what it means. It doesn't mean that you're scared of God. 
It means that you have a respect, an awe of Him. But not just because of who He is, but because you understand He loves me. Like He actually loves me no matter what I do. And He's told me how to live my life by treating others well, by, by following Him. By erring on the side of compassion, by loving, by growing, by, by doing the right thing. By not stealing, by not murdering, by all of these things. And fear of the Lord means that you understand that, and that's the foundation. That's the foundation of your faith. It's the foundation of wisdom. It's the foundation of knowledge. It's the foundation of your life. And then further, it says, fools despise wisdom and discipline. I would imagine that if I asked, everyone in here, adults included, has at some point, as a child, hopefully not recently, but at some point, to their parents said, you just don't understand. And that's okay, because sometimes they don't. In fact, there's a hit song by Will Smith, Parents Just Don't Understand. But from a long time ago. But uh, you say, and you say that not because you truly want to have a discussion, but because you got grounded for breaking the cookie jar, or for staying out too late, or for riding on the wrong side of the street, or for doing something that you know you shouldn't have done. And you're like, this is a dumb rule. I shouldn't have any rules. You just don't understand. Now imagine if you lived your entire life like that. And so when a you're speeding, let's say. Let's say you're going 95 in front of the church. Please don't. Unless I'm behind you, and then that's cool. It's not cool. Don't tell your parents I said that. But let's say you're going 95 in front of the church, and an officer pulls you over. And you're like, this is so stupid. You don't understand my life. You don't understand my life. I, I, I can do what I want. Well, that's a bad idea. You're going to get a ticket and possibly arrest it. Let's say that you're in school. Let's say that you're in school and you're like, you know what, I'm going to bring my tablet with me so that I can cheat on this test. And I don't care who sees me. Again, that's foolish. And so like, you have this test and you're like, just checking all these answers. You're texting Rob for the answers. And he's like, hey, it's a dollar an answer. Do whatever you want. And so... I got, and so you're doing that, and the teacher catches you and is like, hey, what are you doing this for? And you're like, I'm doing what I want. I don't need your rules. I don't need your guidance. I don't need your guidelines. You get an F. And probably thrown out. All of these things. We don't like other people's rules. We don't like other people to tell us what to do. It's how it is. And I understand that. I don't either. This is saying not let everybody boss you around, not that all rules are good because they're not, not that all authority figures are good because they are not. Not that authority figures uh, act in the right way all the time to all people, they don't. They absolutely do not. But it's saying if you despise wisdom and discipline, if you despise trying to be better, trying to understand, then you're a fool. If you just want to argue to argue, if you just want to be right to be right, if you don't care what other people think, if you don't care what other people say, if you don't care what's been done before. Again, you don't have to follow those things, but if you don't care and you don't even want to find out, this is saying you're foolish. Last part. Uh, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instructions. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. So this is the part where I say listen to your parents. And I mean that. Uh, you're not always going to agree with your parents, and that's not the entire point here. You're not going to always agree with your parents, but I'm just inserting authority figures, uh, teachers, youth pastors, youth workers, 
your boss, professors, whatever else. Listen to their advice. Again, you don't have to take it, but listen to it and think about why is this advice? Why would they think this is the right thing to do? Is it? Like, how do I do this? And then when you get in trouble, when you get corrected at home, instead of jumping to, I hate you, you don't understand me. And listen, I get it. Parents, adults, we screw up sometimes too. And we get emotional and, and, and we get upset, we get scared. Sometimes your parent, uh, it's not that they're mad at you, they're just so scared because they see something coming and it's hard and all of that. But instead of just jumping to, I hate you, I don't want to listen, be like, okay, I don't agree. Respectfully say that. But let's talk about this. Why? And then try to understand that point of view. Understanding someone else's point of view is amazingly important. Uh, most of the problem with the social media is that people see everyone else as just a number. Just a, a, a figure. Just a profile picture. They don't put person on it. And so you hear people say awful things. You'll hear Christians say awful things about people that disagree with them, about movements they disagree with, because they don't care. Because it's easy when you don't know the person. But when you know the person, when there's a face on them, when you stop and think, hey, this is a real person. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Other people have their own belief system, their own morals, their own way to live their life, their own thoughts. That's not to tick you off. They weren't born and their parents weren't like, okay, someday, Someday you're going to run into Becky and you need to think the exact opposite of her. You need to understand this is all her views, this is everything she thinks, and you need to think the opposite of this. Someday you're going to come across Anna and you have to like all the opposite teams of her so that she gets really mad. Nobody says that. But they grow up and they learn it. And right or wrong, it's because that's what they think, what they believe. And again, I'm not saying that everybody's right. I'm never going to say that. What I'm saying is, just like we have our faith, our belief, not because of other people, but because it's what we've experienced and what we know and what we believe, other people are like that too. And to understand that, to have empathy for that, to understand that people who disagree aren't just disagreeing to take you off most of the time. To understand that people who believe differently aren't just believing differently to take you off. It helps you to deal with that better. Because if we lived in a world where everybody was the same, Everybody had the same opinions, everybody had the same thoughts, everybody dressed the same, everybody spoke the same. It would be extraordinarily boring. Imagine this for a second. Uh, the Sixers and the Hawks played a little earlier. And, and, and let's say that everyone is the exact same. They've had the same skill level, they had the same training, they went to the same school, they, they do everything the same, they're the same height, same weight, all of this. That game would be going on for the end of time. Like, there's, it's the same thing. And like with your friends. If you know exactly how somebody's going to respond before you say it, what's the point? Like, why not just stay home and talk to yourself like I do? And then say it's to Stevie. If everyone were the same, life would be really boring and suck. And so that's an important thing to understand. When you want something, regardless of what it is, things as small as candy to as big as a different life, when you want something, and I'm not saying don't want those things, do. Dream big. But when you want something, wisdom means that you look at why you want it. Is it because somebody else has it? That's dumb. Is it because you just really think it looks cool on that commercial? That's why I eat. 
Uh, is it because... Is it because it's the right thing? Is it because this? It's because you checked into it. Whatever it is, know why you want it. And it may not change your reason, but know why and look into it. Think about it. Wisdom is such an important thing. Because we live in the age that we live in, as I said, we have this extraordinary gift of information. And that's good. But we also have this extraordinary responsibility. There's a phrase I'm going to make up right now. With great power comes great responsibility. And what that means is with the power of knowledge, with the power of being able to know everything, we have a responsibility to learn to use it right. And so gain your wisdom. Get, use knowledge, that's awesome. But look at why. Always ask the question why. Always look for the question why. And then move forward from there. Always ask people's opinions, even if you don't follow it. But the more information, you know, the better. The better that you make your decisions. And, and wisdom also means that you understand sometimes you're going to make the wrong decision. Sometimes you're going to screw up. And you are. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. That doesn't mean you walk through life thinking, well, I'm going to screw up so I can do whatever I want and then I'll worry about it later. No, no, no. It means that with your best intentions, you're still going to screw up sometimes. You're still going to lose sometimes. Wisdom means that you understand that and you learn from it. And that's what this series is about. Summertime means that this is the time of summer. But it also means it's the time that you have a free schedule. I know a lot of you work and a lot of you are going to orientations or you have internships or you're getting ready to go to college, whatever. But, but you have this time. To instead of just learning what the teacher tells you to learn, thinking, okay, well, how can my life be better? Like, what can be better about next year? What can I do to change things? What can I do to make a difference? What can I do to be more like Jesus? What can I do to be better? That's why I want to do this series now. Uh, the truth is, summer is sparsely attended. Vacations and, and orientations and all of these things. Uh, I know that Everyone is going to do their best. I get that. That's the same with church. Church was sparsely attended this morning. And so I wanted to do this now. I felt called to do this now. While we are still in the recent aftermath of school where you have this chance to really think, okay, what is wisdom? What can I do better? How can I learn? How can I grow? How can this summer really make a difference? It doesn't mean don't have fun. It doesn't mean only sit at home and read books. None of that. It means think about why. Learn why. Avoid evil. Avoid foolishness. Uh, uh, avoid hate. And just do your best to continue to gain wisdom. And in that wisdom, gain empathy. And in that empathy, learn to love. And that's all I got.